Welcome back to the second episode of our prayer season on the Going Deeper podcast. Today, I've got Miss Carolyn Smith and Haley Tolone sitting in the studio with me, and we've got some great practical discussion to have about what does it look like to pray? What should we pray for? How do we pray? When do we pray? All those kind of things. So if that's something that you're interested in, stay tuned because that's what we'll be talking about. Okay, so we're talking this morning and today really, I guess, about kind of the the nitty gritty of prayer, maybe, and what that practically looks for us a little bit. And, you know, what kind of things do we pray for? How do we pray? Where do we pray? Those kind of things. Miss Carolyn, you've got a page full of notes here for us. Well, I have some questions, and I mm-hmm. think when we're thinking about prayer, we ought to maybe define it. What What is prayer? Mm-hmm. Why do we... Uh, why is it necessary that we pray? So how would you answer that? What is prayer? I'll say that based on the, I guess, the, the series that we're in, the title of it kind of gives a big clue, but the title of the series that Doug is preaching is Dialogue. It's living your life through prayer. And I think that's a pretty significant indicator of how we should treat prayer as a conversation, as a dialogue with God who we have access to. Mm. Well, you know, uh, if you've been in staff meeting, you know that Doug always calls on me to pray. He does. And so I asked him one day, why do you always call on me to pray? And he said, because you talk to God. Now, I thought all prayer is talking to God, but maybe it's not. Uh, Maybe there are prayers that don't necessarily talk to God. But I think when we answer the question, what is prayer? To me, it's communicating with God. That's it. It's it's a conversation. It's a prayer. It opens a pathway for not only you to speak, but for the Lord to speak to you. That's what we miss a lot on prayer is the listening side of prayer because a conversation isn't one way. So at least with the youth, I kind of speak from the youth and youth families perspective, but that's what we have to practice a lot is Mm -hmm. listening prayer. Because a lot of us, but especially teenagers, can't sit in silence. It makes us uncomfortable. We're not used to it. We just, we're like, okay, what do I do? Mm -hmm. But we need to listen and just sit in silence. It's not only good for your soul, heart, and mind, but the Lord can actually speak to you if you'll listen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And listening uh, allows us to hear what God has to say. And we miss that because we're all so busy talking instead yeah. of listening. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what, what do you, when do you pray and how often should we pray? When do we pray and how often should we pray, do you think? Well, I want to answer this question before you, Miss Carolyn, because I feel like you live <laughs> out pray without ceasing. Like when I think about <laughs> the person that I want to be when I grow up, 
you are one of those people that I think, man, when she walks in a room, Jesus walks in with her. And part of that, I think, probably is because you have a strong prayer life. And so I want to answer before you because I probably don't pray as much as you and I know that I should. But I will say one of the easiest tricks for me to learn how to pray is someone told me that right when you wake up, like before your feet hit the ground, when your eyes open, pray. And when you start your day with that, even if I'm so tired, sometimes the prayer is, Lord, please give me five more minutes to sleep or, you know, help whatever I have to do today that that sets you up to be doing that all day long. Whenever you have those little moments in your day, the Lord will bring things to your mind. And so for me, first thing in the morning is one of my favorite times to pray, even right before I get out of bed. Um, And I normally try to take an afternoon break as well and just take five minutes to step away from work and ask the Lord if there's anyone or anything I need to be praying for. Well, I think that's good. I also think we should close the, the day with prayer. So mm-hmm. when we are crawling in the bed and uh, we just end the day and thank God for, for our day, we've started it with the Lord and we're going to end it with the Lord. I think for me, I, I would classify myself as a uh, non-conventional prayer. Uh, like in the, the sense of, you know, the, your, your typical, I pray here and here and here, which, which those things are good. Uh, my attention span is such that uh, I, I do take comfort in knowing that I don't have to sit down for five minutes and, you know, mentally vocalize the, the things that I'm praying for that, you know, even as I'm kneeling by my son's bed at night, when, when he's saying his prayers, that in that moment, as he's doing his thing, I'm also with him just like a simple short thing, Mm -hmm. or just if I'm driving down the road and I, I know how God orchestrates things, it's not like he has, uh, made me leave at a specific time, but you know, as I'm driving down the road and I see a person turn like in front of me, if I had been three seconds later, they would have come creamed right into me or something, you know? Uh, but just the acknowledging that, that there's a continual, I guess, mentality of acknowledging that God is active and working. He's present and, and he's there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in, when someone cuts us off in traffic yeah. or mm-hmm. if we're watching our students or kids play sports mm-hmm. or at work. Yeah. Those little mm-hmm. moments, if we stop and notice, yeah. we can pray or thank the mm-hmm. Lord during those yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I, I do have, I think this is a perfect segue, um, an app that I used mm-hmm. that really helped me learn to pray. And I got a little bit of encouragement because I've been teaching the youth about this app because that's the only way they know how to do life is through (laughs) technology. (laughs) And so I was like, everyone download this app. It's called the Echo app. And Mm. if you want to look on your app store, it's like a blue green cover Echo app. And what it is, is you can put prayer requests in that app and you can set reminders. So it'll pop up every two hours. And if you see that on your phone, you can take 
10 seconds to say a little prayer and you can open it and have the prayer request come up. So if you don't know what to pray for it, you can put in five prayer requests and then it'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And additionally, especially with our, our kids that we're teaching how to pray, our, our prayers change things, right? And our mm -hmm. prayers matter. So we should be teaching our kids that you can pray for big things in the world. So on this Echo app, if you don't know what to pray, it has embedded <laughs> prayer requests mm -hmm. and it'll say, pray for our country, pray for our fam your family, pray for um, whatever other big issue maybe there is in the world. And you can even see other people's prayer requests if you choose to make it public. Mm -hmm. So wow. you can pray for Sarah in Africa and you don't know what you're praying for her about, but there's this unity as Christians mm -hmm. that God's connecting us. And so I say all that to say, if you're not teaching your kids how to pray, who is? Because I see them twice a week if you get them up here twice a week. Mm -hmm. And I sure can't teach your kid how to pray in two hours a week. Not when you've got right. 75 or 100 yeah. of them. Right, <laughs> yeah, especially when there's a ton of them. So you have got to teach your kids how to pray. And if you are not praying before your meals together as a family and parents are showing that to their kids, then they're not picking up that habit. Mm -hmm. They're gonna become adults and not pray before their meal yeah. because they didn't learn that at home. Mm -hmm. If you don't pray with them before they go to bed, and this kind of blows my mind. I guess I'm just, I feel really blessed that I had parents who did this with me, but my dad came in every single night. He would get in sometimes at midnight or 1 a.m. And I would be asleep, but he would come in and lay hands on me and say, thank you, Jesus, and pray with me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so lucky that, that I had parents who taught me the importance of incorporating prayer and Jesus in your life. So yeah. parents, pray with your kids every night before they go to bed. That's your one job, the most important mm -hmm. job. Pray with your kids, pray before meals, pray with them in the morning on the way to school, we learn through habit. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's my saga. I didn't mean to go on about that, <laughs> no, that's but that's okay. my sermon. Uh -huh. That's good. Teach your kids that's good. to pray. Yeah. There are t basic tenets of prayer. Do you know what those are? Do you know? Oh, see, this is a gotcha question, I think. <laughs> um, you think this is a gotcha question? <laughs> uh -huh. Basic tenets of prayer. Yeah. Okay. So, like, as in... I think there's a few. People might have a few of these mm -hmm. floating around Okay. There. Well, the but. first thing that I put down was thanksgiving and praise. So we go into oh, oh, yeah. with gratitude. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's one thing that we can, uh, basic prayer has. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that we don't praise God enough. Mm -hmm. I think we don't give him thanks enough. Yeah. Well, if we look at the pattern of, the Lord's Prayer, as we call it, that Jesus taught us, it, it has a pattern to it that begins with acknowledgement and thanksgiving. Yes. And I, th I think we don't necessarily have to recite it like that, but if we pattern our own prayers in that same way, if we begin with that idea of thanksgiving, mm. you know, I think that's not just biblical, but it's practical. It yeah. works. 
the Lord's Prayer is a good example of uh, praise and, and gratitude. And then we... I do have a comment on praise and gratitude, okay, too. Yeah. I just thought of this. I just got back from youth camps, and I had a really smart child in one of my groups and he would always ask the most difficult questions like what's the meaning of life and all these things and I'm like why did I get this child I always get the one that wants to know the hardest things but we were talking about praise and giving thanks and he um, goes so if money or a house or our jobs if those things aren't super valuable in the kingdom of heaven, like how much money we make or things like that, why do we give God thanks for those things? And I kind of just stopped and I was like, well, you know, God blesses his children. And so we're thankful for that. If you have a roof over your head and um, money to feed your family. But that comment made me switch when I said my prayers that night instead of like thank you Jesus for a food a roof over my head and food I said thank you for this conversation that was spirit filled because that's what Mm -hmm. the kingdom of heaven cares about thank you that the Holy Spirit was with me in this moment Mm -hmm. I praise you that I had that opportunity to meet to talk with this child today. So it just kind of changed the way I give praise. You know, are you praising the Lord for the things that you have or for the things that he's doing Mm -hmm. in your life? Well, we praise him for both. We praise him for both, right. But we could could think about it a little differently too. That might kind of change the way you give praise. Mm -hmm. That was all a student that made me change my whole prayer life just from going to camp. (laughs) Come to camp and be a counselor and your life will be changed. You do learn, don't you? You learn. You You really do. You learn a lot from the youth. So so we're back to the tenets of prayer. Yeah, we're back to the tenets. You said Thanksgiving. And uh, the second one I have down is uh, prayer of repentance. Okay, Uh uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, there's all should always be a time when uh, we're sinners mm-hmm. and we need forgiveness and to bring these sins to the Lord and ask Him to forgive us and cleanse us, mm-hmm. and He will do that. Yeah. Right. And show me. Yeah. Show me where I fell short. Yeah. Absolutely. Show me. Then we ask. This is supplication. Okay. See, I was wondering if this is where you were going. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you ask, and uh, then the last one is I've got is a prayer of yielding. To give your life to the Lord means that you are available to do whatever He calls you to do, and it may not be easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be some things God calls us to do mm-hmm. that uh, we don't feel very confident in doing them. But God gives us what we need, and Mm -hmm. uh, so we obey Him. So prayer is uh, of yielding is one thing that uh, I think we should include when we're praying. Well, and and I think that also goes back to model Jesus's behavior. And uh, last week's episode, Tila and Lindsay were talking about uh, Jesus's time in the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus is asking God. You know, take this cup away from me. Yeah. But Jesus yields his own desires even to the Father, wow. saying, But not my will, but yours. Mm. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's so important because as Doug mentioned in his message, you know, it's not about twisting the arm of God to get mm. what we want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's about submitting and it's about giving the praise to God. And right. it's, it's, that's what it's about. That's yeah. right. And when we pray, our heart is shaped to do that more. Yeah. Because we're not inclined to naturally, but but when mm-hmm. we pray, the Lord shows us. He mm-hmm. He shows us it's not about asking, twisting, trying to get what we want. He speaks that no, I'm going to do this through you today, or mm-hmm. make this, mm-hmm. and and we yield to that, and He changes us, and the things around us change because yeah. we've listened to His will. Yeah. It's it's interesting that and the act of submission and humility and yielding is such a central part to an entire life of prayer. It is. That, that it it kind of starts with that in, in our own hearts, you know, because you've got to be humble and, and ready to receive, to have a genuine life of prayer. Right. Yeah, right. So anyway, well, let's consider where we think our prayer life is right now. Let's talk about that. Okay. I think mine is is good. It can be better. Uh, I think that a lot of times we go along and we're concerned about things and we don't think to stop and pray about them. We just kind of carry the problem with us. But I think the Lord wants to hear everything every request that we have i think he wants to hear what's going on he already knows anyway so how where would you say your prayer life is right now mine's probably similar i Mm -hmm. am way better than i used to be but not where i need to be yeah Mm -hmm. so good but always improving yes Mm -hmm. yes i'm kind of in that same place yeah you know to be honest, and this is probably going to surprise some of the listeners and viewers out there, working in a church doesn't automatically mean you have a great prayer life because you get, <laughs> you get the tendency is to get so busy yeah. doing the work of ministry that sometimes you forget the work of ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Uh, I, and, you know. Yeah. And, and it's an easy, it's an easy trap to fall into. Yeah. Uh, but you know, thank God for grace. Yeah. And it doesn't take long to, if you're, if you think about that question as you're listening, where is your prayer life? And you kind of know, well, uh, it's not very good or it's not where it needs to be. The only reason that I feel peace and and have a good view of my prayer life now is because of, of a short season in life where I just committed to making it better. And it doesn't take long. I mean, if you get in a routine for a month, and use that app or set reminders or practice praying, you're gonna get better at it. Prayer is one of the easiest ways that you can grow your spirituality because you can do it anywhere, anytime, however you want. You can do it through song, you can do it through however, and it grows your faith tremendously. So if you think about that question and you think my prayer life might not be really good it doesn't take long to get a little bit of practice do it for a week and you will be amazed about how much your prayer life improves yeah 
That's good. That's good. Have you ever prayed for something and God did not allow you to receive it? Were you uh, disappointed or were you thanking him that he didn't answer the prayer in the way that you expected him to answer? How, how, would, you, uh, how would you respond to that? That's a great question. My mom, a- mom said one time she prayed for something for 17 years. I can't fathom that really, I don't think. She said, yeah, I prayed for 17 years for something. And then one day God answered it. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of a big deal. But we, if you've been praying about something, maybe there's something as you're listening to this that's pretty heavy on your heart. And you've, man, dear Lord, I've been praying about this for so long. I would say kind of one of two things. One is that for some reason, and I don't know why God works this way, but it's always just enough, just in time. Mm. I mean, sometimes it is that last minute or we can't see it or, and it's just enough, just in time because that's how sometimes he answers our prayers and I don't know why. and then the second thing is, is that we don't always get to see the, mm-hmm. our prayers answered. And we see that in the scriptures. We see that God fulfills his promises, but not always specifically to the people that prayed for certain things yeah. to happen in their life. And we have to trust that his plan is bigger than ours. Mm-hmm. I guess it's always a good thing when we're praying about something is to always say, Lord, we want your will. Because I have in the past prayed about things. There's one particular thing that I prayed about for a long, long time. And um, I didn't, the prayer was not answered. And uh, thank the Lord. <laughs> that God didn't answer what I was asking. So I've learned over the years that when I'm asking for something or praying about something, that I ask the Lord's will be done because then I know it'll be right. Mm -hmm. It'll be the way it should be. So uh, the other question that I have down here is what should we pray for? And we've kind of already talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit. But I wanted to read this scripture, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So a lot of people are not sure that they, they should pray for everything or, or some things maybe they shouldn't ask mm-hmm. God about. There's this comedian that I listen to, and he does a bit about this, about what people ask you to pray for. And he mm-hmm. said one time somebody asked him, will you pray for my son in this karate tournament? And he was like, how do I pray for that? Lord, help little Bobby kick this other kid's face. Like, how do you, <laughs> like, how do you pray that he'll beat up other kids in a karate uh-huh. tournament? But I think that's a funny example of, uh-huh. okay, can we pray for everything? Like, Yeah. yeah. So what should we pray for? Do you want me to read, yeah, four, read Philippians it. 4, 6, and 7? Is that yeah, what you said, 6 I and 7? I think that's it. Yeah, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So what's, what's it saying we should pray for? 
Everything. Everything. You know, and some some Christians uh, don't feel they can do that, and they should be feel that they can do that. That God wants to hear what's go- He already knows anyway what's going on in your mind and in your life, uh, and He wants us to talk with Him about it. So uh, I think we should pray. What should we pray for? Everything. So that's all the questions that I have. That's all the questions. Do y'all that you have, have? Do you have anything you want to add? Well, I I would say from I'm going to phrase this in I guess the most diplomatic way as a veteran of the faith, which I see you as. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, because there are people in this church who don't know you, and if they did, would look up to you. Thank you. And there are people who do know you and look up to you. Thank you. But as as somebody who is uh, a veteran of the faith, what's something that you would tell somebody my age or Haley's age, uh, as maybe as we're coming into the, you know, looking to continue the maturity process in our own faith and in our own prayer lives. What's, what's something that in your life has made a difference and helped you wake up and keep going? I'm curious. uh, That's a long question. It's a long Uh, question, and I don't know exactly how to answer mm -hmm. that. Prayer is very important to me. And uh, I've learned over the years to talk to God about most everything. And I don't always do that, but, but I try to do that. Uh, I think asking God to take control of my mind, take control of my actions, and help me, Lord, to live a life that pleases you and that honors you. And uh, I think that that's one thing I would share mm-hmm. uh, when it talks about how can I be a better Christian? Well, you do that through the help of the Lord by surrendering, by asking Him to take control of your mind and your actions. Mm-hmm. And you do that through daily prayer. That's Beautiful. That's it. Yeah. Well, does that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. beautiful. I love that. Thank you. It does. It is. And and I was thinking that we could end with a prayer mm-hmm. from a psalm and that it kind of ties along well, with this. That's a good idea. Yeah. Is that you said that you're surrendering and that's what the Psalms teach us to do. That's how they teach us how to pray. So can I like Bible nerd and then we'll pray a psalm to end mm-hmm. is okay. that good sure okay so the here's your here's your bible nerd the book of psalms opens <laughs> with the first two psalms which introduce the book and they they teach us how we're supposed to read the book and it starts off that um blessed is the man that doesn't walk with the wicked but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And when you said you ask the Lord to take over your thoughts and and you surrender your thoughts to him, this is what it says. And 
Blessed is him who delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and, and night. night. Yes. And that word for meditates in Hebrew, it's hagah. And, and it uses it again in the second psalm. And it says, there's rulers of this world, and they hagah in vain. They meditate and think about the things of this world. And that shapes who they are, and they do it in vain. But for that person who hagahs, who meditates on the law of the Lord, that's the path to the kingdom of heaven. And hagah means to, to murmur or to meditate, to speak and even utter out loud. That's what it means. So the idea is when we pray or we read the book of Psalms, we meditate on it day and night. We utter it out loud to ourselves. We, we speak it. And as we do that over a lifetime, it's not just something that we do. It becomes a part of who we are. And imagine this. So I, wanna, I wanted to read Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. because that's a really good one if you don't know where to pray or how to start praying. Memorize this psalm and just mm-hmm. start uttering it out loud to yourself day and night. Imagine if you did this throughout your day, what a different person you would be when this was constantly going on. So um, maybe we want to like close our eyes if you're just mm-hmm. listening at home. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you want to close your eyes and I'll just read Psalm 23 over us mm-hmm. and think about if we muttered this to ourselves and knew this, it was in our hearts, the, the views and the shifts in our daily life that, that we would have. So, so let's pray and let's do it with Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. <sighs> The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water and he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, O Lord, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen, Mm -hmm. amen. That's one of the great things about prayer is if you don't know what to do, you've got a whole book full, you know, find your Bible, grab a Psalm and pray. At this point, I I think we're about wrapped up. And so I'm going to shift into taking care of the the closing business of the podcast where I tell the listeners and viewers out there that if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and do that. And Uh, Especially with this series, we've got two episodes left that we have yet to film. But uh, this this series on prayer, it it shares some practical application for you and your faith life out there that, you know, 
we're kind of in the same boat, all of us. We're, we're different steps on the journey, for sure. But we're all just sharing our hearts and we're sharing our experiences in what it means to pray and what that looks like in our own lives. And so if you didn't see last week's episode, go back and watch it too. Uh, you might want to set the playback speed to one and a half times because it's a pretty long episode. <laughs> uh, but do subscribe and wherever you consume your podcast information, whether it's via Apple Podcasts or Podbean or whatever, give us a like, give us a review, uh, send us a comment and tell us how prayer has helped shape and change your life. Amen. Yes. And with that, I would say... Unless y'all have anything else to add. Have a prayerful day. Have a yes. prayerful day. Yes. And uh, I guess that's it. We will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks.